A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning. I'm Joe Salzone. The Yankees beat the Mariners. Thanks, Daniel. Seven to five on a walk-off two-run home run by Giancarlo Stanton. The Yankees trailed by five before ripping off seven unanswered runs. Gary Sanchez hit a two-run homer in the eighth to tie the game. The Mets lose to the Rockies 10-8. Seth Lugo lasting just three innings and allowing three runs. The Rockies blasted three runs in the high-scoring affair. And the Philly Fanatic in some hot water today after an errant hot dog it shot out of a cannon caused a fan to get injured. The hot dog hit Kathy McVeigh in the face, knocking her glasses off. McVeigh says that she's had to ice her face every 20 minutes. I'm Joe Salzon. The Tanya Baldwin Show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yeah, what? Was the old one again? Do your job. I hate everybody on this ESPN staff. I hate all of them. I'm all right with you, Daniel. You haven't oh, pissed me off. Jeez, I deliver your documents to you today. <laughs> I'm subsur- I, I turn back the insurance thing for oh, you. Yes. Why is Seth all of a sudden? Adding- Why can't you play the open every time? Why Take is Seth for loop. a second? Why, is- Why are you going to tell Seth you've done this six times? Why is Seth writing kicker stories? In sports centers, all of a sudden. Yeah, stop it! I use those for so what, you dope. What in the hell? What? What? Oh, I just, I just want to enjoy this rant for a moment. Oh, yeah, sit down, <laughs> sit down, join Please, in. Please, Joe, you want us to? So want... doors open behind you, Joseph. Oh, Careful. I don't uh, get why all of a sudden he decided to do that. Can we turn the the focus of this as to why we can't get? The new opening of the I'll show. I'll fix it. You won't. And you won't. There's a million other people under me that are supposed to do jobs. Right, but but what happens when a cabinet member, when Oliver North sells arms, to, um, uh, the, the president your pays for stupid it. show to the cabinet of the United States? Thank My you. stupid show. Thank you, you are the the buck stops there. <laughs> really, you're the one that t- these people work for me and blah blah. When really, at the end of the day, honestly, no, it's right. It, it makes is me your look responsibility stupid. to make sure that that opening that we've got Anthony Munoz, we've got yes, please, Swami. My stupid show. Wow, because he doesn't want a, the attention on him. I'm he reco- want- I need to recover from that. Is story. that a, is that a is that a f- unfactual statement? <laughs> I'm mad at Seth for taking one. Like, uh, it, we're in, what is it? Thursday, the 21st. This There's is, barely any sports going on. Did I get Daniel on. mad at me? I'm a little upset at the comment, yeah. Oh. Oh. A little, but I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain professional before I beat the crap out of you. Oh. And, no, Your show kidding. is not stupid. Well. I'm just in a heat know, of a moment. You, you, know, you know what? I have heard over and over again. Listen, do yourself a favor. I've told this to I'm about to go visit a friend of mine who's a director. And I said, let me be your first assistant director for one movie. And I promise you, give me the authority to take your commands and I will walk in and go, get it done now. And I'm, I will make sure everyone does it. You have to tighten the leash or turn my volume down. No, I had one extra mic on and it was echoing. And, 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 and tell these people to do their job. Do, do your job. I need to have a I need to have a come to Jesus. Moment I just I don't think that, I don't think anybody's threatened by you. None of them are threatened by you. Well, you're too nice to everybody. You're too nice to everybody. It's hard to be the boss. It's hard. Listen, I'm I, I've had 
I've lost friends when I direct a movie because I walk in the room very calmly and I go, do me a favor, make sure you check that the colors work, that we're going to pop. So check with the director of photography that the couch and the outfit the guy's in with wardrobe. And if you don't communicate with anybody, you're going to have a problem. Because when I look at the lens and I look inside and I see and the guy doesn't stand out on the red couch with a red wall in a red suit, you freaking idiot. You know, and and so and and then I'm I'm, I'm bouncing people. Like you're, if I you're, work you're fired. for this comp, like this station, and I heard that every single day the wrong open place, and clearly Polly's not fixing it, I would run to a computer and fix it. Like that's my mindset. But yes. none of these idiots that you, and you're one of the idiots. But none of the but the. But <laughs> You, on this stupid show. Yeah, you're on. You're an idiot as well because you could have fixed it by now, but you keep forgetting. I'm not mad at you about it. I have other things to, to, to you do. Don't. No, you don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay, so 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 then I always say, put myself in the other person's shoes. So I know you have a lot of stuff you do for sure. I put myself in your shoes where I walk up to Seth and I say, "You're fired. Don't come in tomorrow if you don't change the the opening on the Baldwin." Show. How many times? That's you all I'd say. That's all I would say. Yeah. You're fired. Don't come in tomorrow. Don't come in. And then I text them again to remind them, and then you're done. That takes you eight seconds. You have the power to fire people? Or, but, but if, you're, if you're in my position, and the opening comes on the seventh, the eighth, the ninth day, when I had to go to the trouble to walk up to Chris Berman like an idiot who's a friend of mine and ask him to do a promotion for this crappy show in Syracuse. Oh, for God's sakes, I was joking. Of course you were. Um, but, do you but, have the power to fire, Seth? Uh, like, think about because every single day you tell him to put a new Brent Axe promo in, and he never does it. <clears throat> I mean, you've been telling us for a year. If I could imagine, if I had to tell oh, somebody every it. day for a year to do something, to, and they don't do, do it. it. What? I know how to do it. I'll go out and I'll be a little loud, not too loud, and go do your job. Nice. And like have everyone go Baldwin. Yeah, nice. get in the office. Baldwin's <laughs> flipping out. Again. He's he's doing yeah. drugs again. Look yeah. at him. He's crazy. You yeah. got a ship do with no keel. Job. You got no keel. There's no. It's all over the. It's all, it's yeah, the all wind, over the ocean. The, wind, the wind's taking him. You got Salzone calling in because he's sleepy. You got Seth never doing. I don't know. I don't know what Seth does. To be well, honest, Seth with wants you. to be on the radio, but he's not right now. He's off until the SU Sports comes back. Well, so he's what? not even doing his Yankee <laughs> show. No, he's or supposed to be program director of the radio station. And let's get him in. Where is he? He's right not now? here yet. He's not even here yet. It's ten o'clock. <laughs> Times he doing? I don't. Know. It's, Blow it's, the place up. Fire them all. They're it, all fired. It's a. Uh, I think Forrest should take it more seriously. Without a keel. I think Forrest takes it more seriously. A, oh, he does. absolutely. I would love to hire him. He would bust his ass. He would. Yes. He would. I don't think he's very bright, but he would do what he would do. I think he's bright. I don't think he has a lot of common sense. Oh, okay. I think he's bright. But I think he would do what you ask him to do. I can't do it. See, that's <laughs> the opposite of Josh. Josh isn't bright, but he's got a lot of common sense. <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably a mix of both. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, you got to raise your voice, man. I don't know what's I don't know what's going to get through to these boneheads. Well, you don't have to raise your voice, really. I think I scare. I would scare him if I did. I think he's afraid of me. So I think if I lit him, I'm up. terrified of you. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. What about what about? Uh, does it do any good to say to uh, the great Ed Levine? What if you go to Great Ed Levine and go, listen, man, this is your boy because you know his dad or whatever it is. You got to light this guy up. I need him to do his job, or I'm going to fire him. You don't want to go to see. You, know, you guys are all petrified of Levine. He's a great guy. He's like he's, no, he's it's, not it's, this it's, terrible person or a scared of person. You need to be scared of. I, it's not that. If it's you just, go to him with a good idea, yeah. he's smart enough to know from the he's. I mean, this guy's been all over the globe doing yeah. radio. He'll listen to it. He may say, "Get out of here right now." Yeah, if he's yeah, busy yeah. doing something, which I think I have in the past. 
taken as, oh, he's mad at me. or he just, I, I said to his wife yesterday, I go, is he still mad at me? And she goes, no, he's not mad. He didn't care. Like he's he moves on immediately. Yeah, you he just has other the stuff in his mind. More than any of us ever will. So you're probably walking. I poke my head in just to say hi. See, I'm terrified to do that. I'm not going to bother. The guy. What? 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 That's what I, I get. try to fly under the radar. He I do my what, job. I you keep my guys head down. did the same thing when I asked when I texted him, "Can you come on the show?" He comes on. He's one of the best guests we've ever had. He's a content guy. He knows what gets a gets a show moving. He knows not to be. Too controversial because he's the boss. He's not going to go zany with us. Mm-hmm. He's a great guest, and you guys are absolutely afraid of him. You're afraid of him. You need to take a page from Ed Levine and, and learn how to put some fear into your employees, Paulie. Yeah, I mean, you got to. He's doing something. Or, you, or use him and say, listen, if you're uncomfortable because you're not sure what your position is with this guy, then I would say I would at least write an email. Hey, what do you want me to do about this guy? He's not doing his job. You guys act like I don't do things. I've got it all under control. You do? Well, yeah. the opening of the show was wrong again. Yeah, on the crap that was show, my on fault. The crap that was my fault. Show, on the crappy Daniel Baldwin show. I know. That was my fault. You've got it all under control. The kid doesn't put a promo in every single day. I might day. text my brother right every now to day. fire you. Ooh. That will really break his heart. Don't bring Alec into this. Don't that'll, bring that'll break his heart. My brother would be upset that you called this a crappy show. <gasps> I was angry. <laughs> I was in the heat of the moment. <laughs> Don't you usually say daddy jokes usually yeah. when you're angry? Yes. And you say bad things about people's fathers. He didn't say crappy. I think he said stupid, yes, right? Yes. He said stupid and crappy are different. Yes. The quality is there. It's just not very smart, I think is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the heat. I'm I playing ap- to my audience. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for the open. Mm-hmm. I will fix that during the next commercial so it'll break. So never happen again, Yes. Right? I will fix it in the commercial break. That's strong. Good. And we'll come back again. with We're it. We're making progress. We'll come back with it wow. from the break. That's Holy strong. cow. Next That's step. That's really strong. And Set. then, uh, I've only had to fire uh, two people from here, and it's gone horribly. Yeah. One, you fired because he was looking at porno in here. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, immediately dismissible. He's watching. He was, so was he doing like open, like people could walk by his desk and see he was looking at? It was in here. Yeah, it was on this computer right in front of us. So uh-huh. here's the issue I had. I don't care that he was looking at it, but this isn't the computer to look at porn on because it's connected to the board. And you're, do- you're, and you're risking doing, it yeah, going out. Yeah, and you're doing live radio shows and you're watching porn. Like if you're going through your phone and you see a couple of porno pop up, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. right there. Look at yeah. that. Planet Blue. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm shopping. Daniel's doing it right now. No, so. I'm shopping for my wife. Dude. Robin. Whoa, hello. But that's just bathing suits. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Well, she put and that on. And didn't the other guy after you fire him, t- like... Lost his he's mind. lost his mind. He called, you know, no, Mike back at the CFO. Yeah. He called him an old F on the way out. It was the weirdest thing. Like I fired the guy and he went... He went insane. He went like Pazuko right in the studio. Like no, he here? went in to the CFO's office and started trying to fight him. <laughs> Why do you want to fight Mike? Because because I fired Mike next to Ed's office. Yeah, I fired the kid. He wrote a letter saying that I sucked as a boss, and then which is not far off. He went down and he uh, <laughs> and he, he complained. Said, he yeah. complained to Ed. Ed said, "Sit down with this guy and find out what's going on." Mike went around to all of the other management in the building and said, well, this kid also did this, this, this. So there was a litany of reasons. Lots of hardcore porn going on. Litany of reasons to fire this guy. And he He lost lost his mind. mind. He was screaming on the way out of the building. He was screaming and flipping everybody (laughs) over a part-time job. Yeah, he makes eight bucks an hour. He's pointing (laughs) at people. He's trying to fight everybody. So, so, So now I'm having a bad day. And I come walking in as this guy's walking out. And he's screaming and yelling and flipping people off and carrying on more than just like a little explosion. He's going off. Can you deck him? Can you drop him? No. Oh, 
Un- then he'd sue you. Yeah. Yeah, but I could, you know, the, he flipped me off and glanced my eyebrow. I, I can't see. You thought he was coming my, for you? Did he, you see he, my. Yeah, I did. I, 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 th- I saw a weapon. Thought he was charging He said, F you, old man. F you, old man. He said, F you, old man, to Mike. So, in the back. so <laughs> I. And he was. And Mike goes, I'm not even that old. <laughs> like he was upset by it. I was not. Uh, um, that savvy to what the story was mm. uh, with the Philadelphia, uh, what is it called? The, the Fanatic. It was one fanatic. of my, like, yeah, we'll hit that We'll story. hit it again because I, okay, that's well, where well, this all started. Well, Seth I replied. Putting, you did. I replied. Uh, I said, um, K-Rock Josh put out um, the original, uh, here, let me, let me pull it up. Thank you. Um, here it is. A fan was struck in the face by a hot dog during Monday's Phillies game. Um, resulting in a trip to the hospital. And I replied, I was nowhere near the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. It was it was going to be my f- part of my so what. And you know, it can still be a mess. Because well, no, I have a story. One of my friends got hit in the face with a T-shirt gun, and it nearly knocked him out. <laughs> well, like it missed. At, 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 at a St. John's game in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> And Not, so was he like in the front row and they just I'll aimed expl- it there? I'll explain oh, okay, the story. I want to hear that because, you know, I've always looked at some of those. Uh, and this was part of my, what I thought was very interesting, reverse internship program. My reverse internship program, which I thought was brilliant. But okay. you're going to get too many First Amendment and Amendment rights people that would, that would downplay this. But here's my reverse internship program. So if you've sat on the bench as a judge, when you do an internship, usually lawyers and doctors for sure, are required after they go to regular college and they go to law school or med school, then they have to do a two-year internship. Mm -hmm. And they have to learn the tricks of the trade and everything else. Now, a judge has usually been a lawyer for quite some time and then gets elected to being a judge. And then they sit on the bench for 20 years before they can retire. Mm -hmm. The reverse internship program, which I submitted to Arnold Schwarzenegger when he asked for ideas from the public, was about frivolous lawsuits. And I say it this way. So... You're a judge who sat for 18 years, and you're in your last two years, mm-hmm. and you are then eligible for the reverse internship program, which means you examine going in some of these ridiculous lawsuits, for, or even legal, or even criminal crimes. They have videotape undisputable of the guy walking in and shooting the clerk. Mm-hmm. You don't get a trial anymore. We're not wasting $750,000 and keeping you in holding tanks and gotcha, transporting gotcha. you. Yeah. You're going, you're going to get offered a deal, and you're going straight to bed. If, if they've got his DNA, I mean, there's no yeah, there's way no, it's on yeah, him. Yeah. Now, if he says, if there's any doubt, for the judge to look at and say, he's got a twin brother. Mm-hmm. He's got you know something that could, for any reason, cast out. But on these, fr- I'm going to sue because, and then you find that the person had you know no fracture. No. Mm-hmm. Let the judge say, here's the offer. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're done. We're not trying that case. Yeah. You have 18 years experience. You should be able to cut to the, even if it's only 10% of the cases, mm-hmm. that you look at them and you say, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I dismiss it. You're not getting your day in court. Yeah. No. Now, there's those people who have said, that's not fair. The American way entitles you to a trial. But you know what? Some stuff goes in, and it's just ridiculous. Do you know how many lawsuits are filed by prisoners so they can get out of the prison and go to the courtroom and be shackled, transported, because they're suing the prison because the you know the microbes in the water on Fridays sure. are... You know, just you know, shut up and drink Waste the water. Waste six hours of the day or whatever, Six right? hours. They're, they're in six-week trials. Yeah, see? Going to the law library and trying it themselves, and they have a right to be heard. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't have a right to be heard, but when it's ridiculous, stupid stuff... I got a splinter out in the yard, mm. and that wood shouldn't have been there, and my finger got infected. 
but you went to the infirmary that's being paid for after you were a murderer or a rapist, and your finger's fine now. Is there any permanent damage? No. Then no, you're not getting a lawsuit. Yeah. No. You had a split journey. That happens. <laughs> reverse so, internship. Reverse internship program didn't go. Let's go to break. We'll come right back with some fascinating stories from the uh, idiot show. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid idiot show. Basketball is over and the fun game begins now because this can't be coincidental that every news gatherer in the universe, as soon as free agency starts, tells you Kawhi wants out. Somebody was telling everybody. You think that's a coincidence? Dan Levitard, ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin yeah, Show. That's right, Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening so to corny? the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're yeah, listening to the Daniel Legend. Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Cain. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This yeah, that's is right. the Daniel Baldwin Show. That's right. How's that? It's it. You know what? It's fixed. It, it, it needs work. It needs work. I'll tell you why. I, here's how I envision it, so you know. Okay, call this to Josh. Here's how I envision it. We'll go over. But 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 thank you, legendary K Rock Josh, for finally getting it made. But the way I, I envision it is, is someone some whatever order we do celebrity wise, the first one says, "Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show." And then we just go to, "Hi, this is Anthony Munoz." Hi, this is. And we just use their names. I considered that. Otherwise, as well, it's yeah. going too long. Yeah, yeah. I hear and you. then we end with the Swami because he's listen. Chris Berman to me, the advent when they came out of ESPN in the '80s. In the late seventies was the concept, and then the and then it started g- gaining popularity in the eighties. And I thought you're going to have a network that just does sports. That's interesting because you know I was old school. I grew up. The news told you different things, and they had a sports segment, a weather segment. But ESPN was was a brilliant idea. Just mm-hmm. for for guys like me that want to catch up in twenty minutes, you watch Sports Center, you get all the big news, and then you get the local stuff too if you want to on local affiliates. But you get the big news in sports. So you can catch up, see the highlights. It's it's condensed. It's great. I love ESPN. And Berman is synonymous with ESPN. He's the original anchor. He did outlandish and funny, cool things. He was kind of like we had a guy named Warner Wolf that did local sports in New York in the city, in New York City. And Warner Wolf was great. He'd say, you know, he did these where you think, Reggie Jackson's going to strike out, right, wrong, boom, a long fly ball. And he did this right, wrong, boom thing all the time when a guy hit home run. He did some cool stuff. I think he kind of stole some of it from Boomer, or, or at least came up with the idea of doing interesting stuff. So when you have Chris Berman and you're on an ESPN radio show who does a promo for you, yeah, you need to get that on on quickly. You need to get that on quickly. He's a legend. He's the Walter Cronkite of anchoring sports for sure. You know what ESPN was was when I was younger. The only thing you had that was comparable to what ESPN is is the George Michael sports machine. Yeah, the sports machine. I love it, the sports and machine. That only happened one night a week. Right. So, but now it was every night you got the highlights. You know, and and George Michael, he he, you know, he was good for what that was. The star of that show was definitely the the, the video. Yeah, the video. So, and he would just, literally the dude was like, hey, the Phillies played the Mets today, and he'd click. hit a huge button, right. and it, would, and it but, would play the video. And so the spinoff, in my experience in sports, when I did Best Damn Sports Show, period, we did zany stuff. You know, we did some, but we physically did stuff where, you know, we would we, 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 we had the clowns out, 
you know, that do the, uh, um, the bullfighting. And so we said, well, what's that like when you're in a barrel and a bull? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's in the barrel. It's, it's terrifying. So, of course, we get in the barrel. You know, <laughs> They bring a bull up to the lot. You know, I, I had a, a three-point shooting contest against several NBA guys. Um, Chris Paul was one of them. I had, he shot me down. Um, but, but anyway, you know, I, did, uh, I, I did a lot of interesting stuff um, and a lot of fun stuff. It was a, um, a, an evolution, if you will, of, of the early stuff that Berman and George Michael and, and, and Warner Wolf and so on did. Uh, and, and, and I will always hold It's funny. After he recorded that for me, he hits the button and, and shuts off. He goes, yeah, I've done this a few times, Baldwin. And he walked away like, like drop the mic on me. <laughs> he hands me the phone and just walks away. I'm like, you know what? Chris Berman. Yeah. And I predict you're listening to the Daniel. I mean, he's great. He's you, great. You know what the new thing is, is that TMZ, those kids are watching. What? Well, Nick Young got stopped by TMZ from the Golden State Did you see? The, you saw this. You watched it. Yeah, I got the audio. Oh, uh, let's listen to it. And uh, they were talking to him about uh, Canada legalizing weed. About, about about the United States legalizing, too, I think. We're good. Canada's parliament. Canada just passed the legalization of marijuana. It's the first country in the world. The first country? The first country in the world to pass the legalization of marijuana. That is an NBA player saying everybody needs to do cocaine. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, and Golden State Warrior fans, I want you to run out now and buy, you know, <laughs> buy Nick Young jerseys for your kids because he wants the United States to legalize cocaine and he wants everybody need to do some cocaine. I. You like know he's, he wa- like? he's wasted. You can tell he's, he's had wasted yeah, yeah, yeah. way too much but to you, drink. You know what yeah. he sounds like? He sounds like somebody who's tried like a, a new pizza place <laughs> for the first time, and he's like, "Everybody's got to eat this pizza. This is the best pizza I ever had." <laughs> like he just did coke for the first time, and he's like, "Oh my god, everybody's got to try this stuff." Well, unfortunately, what happens when you're a young guy like that, and you learn that um, at any time what you're doing? I, me- I remember the first time I really learned my lesson. I was at a, I was sitting between. Whoopi Goldberg and Billy Crystal at a Knicks game in the front row. And and I love Whoopi and I love Billy and, and, and I'm talking to Billy and we both ordered. He had a hot dog and I had uh, nachos with cheese and, and, and it was, I, I literally must have picked up a sandwich of about six of them. Covers and opened my mouth as wide as I could, and that picture side by side with Billy taking in you know nine inches of a hot dog <laughs> in his mouth, and we're both with our mouths wide open, and they put it you know on the cover of the sports section you know in, in, in New York, <laughs> and I remember looking, and I, I mean I just looked like the fattest gluttonous pig ever, and and I, and, and you know you, even then you got to be careful when you're in a public arena. Now to have somebody from TMZ come up to you with a motion camera and they're asking you questions, you have time to think about those. Yeah, responses. that's what I was gonna say. I feel and sorry so, for that situation when you get caught on camera, not when someone's got it right in your face and is asking you questions. Well, when they're sniping you, it's different, and sometimes they can snipe you. Nowadays, with they have this little cone that they they aim at you over the microphone that can pick up your sound from far away, and they have lip readers, which is why NFL coaches will hide their lips with their playbook, um, because they've got people that are reading your lips with a telephoto lens and wiring the information mm-hmm. down via micro, uh, um, um, headset headset to uh, somebody on the staff. But with that said, um, you're better off if you know you're looped, or if you even not. 
be really careful. If you're not going to throw it away and be funny, she said it would have been a big difference. You went, you know what? I think we're better than Canada. I think we should legalize cocaine. Now, if you said like that, like a joke, then that would have been different. So when you say, like I said, I'm going to beat the crap out of all the Jonas Brothers in a cage match, or I'm going, you know, I'm kidding. You know, that's not going to happen. He did not say it. That that it wasn't overtly facetious how he said it. He does. He does get funny about where LeBron should go. Right. I mean, do you think America's next? Hey, but what about what about LeBron though? Like, is he? You know, what do you think? What do you think? Where would you? Where would he be best to fit? He needs to bring Shaq, Robert Ory, and Dennis Rodman to Cleveland. <laughs> Robert Ory, you'd win a, win a ring. You got Robert Ory on your team. Robert Ory's won like seven rings. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, no matter where he went, he won. You know, it should be interesting to see, even though it's TMZ and it's taking like if this hurts him, this comment about cocaine, because this is the kind of stuff you lose sponsorship over. Um, you lose deals that you that you make. Uh, um, for his agent. That's not going to help him making this comment, for sure. It's not going to help him. Um, you, know, you know, he brings up the bring back all the old guys. I can't wait. There's more news on... Uh, it looks like um, he's going to get invited uh, Terrell Owens to Dallas camp. So he might get a tryout with the Dallas Cowboys at 44. I don't know why, but I'm just tickled by this. I have a T.O. story in my so what tonight, too. Wow! Yeah. Wow, the great one is just on right now. It's on fire. <laughs> you want to come back and do it? So Nick Young said he was just kidding, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can said. say that. Of course he said he was just kidding. Psych. Yeah, he didn't sound like he was kidding. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I love that you go and flock of seagulls. So strong. You got the wrong promo, though. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's time He's for... terrible. I, I He's just... The entire it. staff. Seth's got him. I'm going to gotta talk I to Seth. I'm going to tell Seth I'm going to fire So him. what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand I'm me? I'm going to fire Daniel Seth. <laughs> I'm going to fire him. I hope he's listening, driving into work right now. I'm going to have Seth fired. Baseball is in bad shape right now. Attendance is down. Viewership is down. And there may be a reason. According to USA Today, a study shows that we are on pace for to have the first season ever where strikeouts are more common than hits. Wow. Yeah. There'll be more, pardon, the more strikeouts There'll be more strikeouts than, than, hits. than hits. And for the first time ever? For the first time ever. 2018 season. For the first time ever, there'll be more strikeouts. We're on pace for more strikeouts than hits. That's not good. You're, it's, you're, not, it's not fun to watch. I'm your day old... just got worse just now. Robin just, walked I'm, in. I'm, why? Oh, she's mad at you for... for Moldy. Moldy, yeah. She calls you Moldy now. Why? Because I said, so what, your story yesterday? <laughs> yeah. You... Yep. <laughs> there, uh... Doesn't take much. I don't forget a thing. I'm bathing, oh, bathing suit shopping for you while we're on the I've show. I've got now. both Baldwin's mad at me. Now. Orange, orange yeah, you know what he said to me? This idiot show. This stupid show. Who said that? Moldy? Moldy. <laughs> Moldy called it a stupid show. You know the only thing that brought him back to reality? I'm telling Xander. 
I'm telling my brother. Tell yeah. my brother Alec on you. Oh, he got very sad. No, don't tell Alec. My new friend? Yeah. My only friend. <laughs> I sent him the remote picture, too. Not a no, so no. what. I did. I sent uh, it. The strikeout. Go to post it. The strikeout story is not no a so what. Strikeout story. No, that's not a so what. More For the first time in the history of baseball, uh, are they giving any explanation or attributing it to anything? It's because it? everybody's swinging for the fences now. Yeah. Do you think that's it? Or do you yes. think that... Um, the art of the art of hitting is not it's not being coached as well. No, I think or is it because guys are throwing on average faster? Players are striking out twenty two and a half percent of the time. I think the approach to the game is completely changed. No one shortens up their swings when they're behind in the count. Every every swing is for a home run. You know what's interesting? I've always said, and for the and this just came to mind for me. I've always said that the one sport, the one team sport that would actually make it harder to score because baseball's made it easier, stadiums are smaller, the ball is wound tighter. Um, you know, football, they they change the blocking rules and what you can do defensively touching a receiver and so on. So, so they, they've made it easier to throw the ball and score points because that's exciting and fans want to see that. I've always said that the basketball rim would be higher. They would they would move it up to 10-2 or 10-3, something they're going to higher the rim eventually. When you look at, at the evolution of a guard, you know, they had six-foot guys, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, Guards are now 6'9". They're, they're as big as centers were in the 1970s. And centers are seven foot six, And so we're getting bigger as a population athletically in basketball. But you, you, just, you just put something that I thought about. If this trend continues... And you lose audience watching baseball, and more and more strikeouts versus hits happen. Watch them move the pitcher's mound back six inches or a foot. Watch. They'll do something to change the They'll game. They'll do something to do. Even Paulie, who is a dire baseball fan, says it's it's boring to watch. Now. Well, that's what I mean. But do do you think that that wouldn't that be a if they moved it back two feet and you threw from sixty nine, your reaction time you'd you'd see hitters have a little more time to see the ball. Yeah, but I don't think you want to do that because you're this is if baseball hitters. Just went with a different approach. It would be back to normal. Again. Okay, but you 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 have to admit that back in the day, uh, a young pitcher for the New York Mets came up that's rumored could throw a hundred miles an hour. His name was Nolan Ryan. There's now fifty guys that throw ninety nine miles an hour. So they are getting faster and harder to hit for sure. The logical thing to to do to give the batter more time to strike the ball is move the mound back. Yeah, but I don't bit. think I don't think this is a bad uh, a pitchers are better issue. I think it's a batters just have a completely different. So they're going to make, no, you're, 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 make you're, wider bats. No, you're being you're being you're being naive. It's not. It's a financial issue. If baseball has less attendance, if baseball has less viewership on television, and you want to promote hitting the ball out of the park and hitting the ball more and scoring more runs to make it exciting, you have to change something in the rules that will allow the batter to do that better. And I'm just giving you a logical. But the batters haven't gotten worse. That's my point. They've just changed. But the pitching's definitely gotten better. I think the batters have just changed their approach. They don't want to get on base anymore. They want to hit home runs. Probably Well, again, again, again. So look at basketball. We, we said, I'm not taking anything away, so go ahead and email away and send me your Twitter messages. Stephon Curry is a great shooter. He's a great basketball player. But had he played 20 years ago, they'd have knocked him on his ass so fast if he drove to the basket 140 pounds sopping wet. And if I played against him, I'd have been one of the guys that would have collared him around the neck and dropped him the first time he ran by me. Then the next time he gets the ball, he's going, ooh, I don't want to drive on that guy. He's going to mess me up. 
So he would, they would be able to guard him a little tighter shooting the three-pointer because they knew against Detroit or the Knicks or a rough team, he wasn't going to get away with driving like that. Michael Jordan did have a much harder time scoring inside than Steph Curry does because they've made you touch the kid and they call a foul. So now he gets that extra six inches to shoot the ball when he's shooting three-pointers because you got to worry he's going to drive by you, and they're not going to do anything about it when he goes to the basket. If it was the way it was back in Big East basketball and in the 80s and the early 90s, he'd have gotten dropped. So, so with that said, again, why did they do that? Because it's exciting to watch this guy shoot 10 three-pointers and make six of them because no one can go out there and guard him. And then he runs by them, he scores, and yay, Steph Curry, because we need to have big stars in the NBA to make up for the fact that there aren't that many great players in the league. They've just, they've diluted the talent pool quite a bit. So it's not. they got to make stars out of the game. they got to set up this, this fake rivalry between LeBron James and Steph Curry and Kevin Garnett. And, so as they continue to make super teams, they change the rules to make it easier for them to score so that you, st- you don't watch 62 to 71 point basketball games you want them to be 99 to 102 you want to keep them up in the towards the 90s if you can there's no longer you know eastern conference basketball where your average score was 81 points that's boring they want the ball flying so you watch if this trend continues they will move the mound back that's the only thing they could do quickly that would allow the batter more time to hit the ball speaking I'll, of basketball I'll, I'll, I'll take that bet again I'm, I'm on on that bet. So, so what are they going to do? Bring in what's the what would the so you help me then? It's just cyclical. It'll go away. It'll go away. Yeah, it'll go away by itself. Robin, Robin, you're out. No. Talking about sports. Bored. Let's talk <laughs> about shopping, honey. <laughs> Speaking Let's of basketball, Ron Artest, aka Meta World Peace, is back. He will be playing in Ice Cube's Big Three, the three nice. on three uh, uh, league that has been set up. So yeah, Ice has got this. Uh, There's a to, lot of star power with there, this. League. There is a lot. I'm gonna of star like power. watching it. These three on three games are fun. But it's half, right? It's not three on three full. Yeah, it's half court. You know what? He might be onto something if he gets the names. He might be onto something. Now it's going to be not during regular basketball. Is that the the draw? Yeah, I think it's now. He's not competing. I think it's going it. on now, and I think they've got like LL Cool J's got a team that he's like owner of, and they put together, and there's it's tons of people. I know Allen Iverson was going to coach, but couldn't do it. So why couldn't he do it? I don't know. There was just a heat. Oh, the sec. It's the second season. It kicks <coughs> off this Friday. This Friday is the first game in Houston. Wow. Do we have a team in, in Syracuse? <laughs> I want to be the owner of the Syracuse yeah. team. Punta Stella. Yeah, Punta Stella. <laughs> the big three feature some of the best players to ever play the game: Chauncey Billups, Kenyon Martin, uh, Stoudemire, uh, Nate Robinson, Metal World Peace, Baron Davis. Wow. All these guys that are getting to play the surrounding tournaments. So what? All right. That's so, uh, <laughs> terrible. I'll watch it, though. I will definitely watch that. The Atlanta Falcons are nervous that Julio Jones is spending so much time with Terrell Owens, afraid that Terrell is going to convince him to ask for more money. I, I, I can't imagine. They're nervous about that? Yeah. they. I, are they not scared one of the best receivers in the game is going to ask him for more money anyways? Right. They think do they the think T.O. is going to have like, an influence on him. Do they think he's that stupid that he doesn't have an agent that's going to ask for more money? You want to watch the story that comes out of this? Watch the Atlanta Falcons be the ones that sign Terrell Owens. Yeah, that could happen. Watch that. Watch him say, hey, you know what? Let's get your boy on the team here. Let's get him as our fifth receiver. Get him in and out of the game, not too much. 
Keep keep Julio happy. Insiders claim that T.O. has made Julio aware of, quote, how underpaid he actually is. He's one of the top three to five receivers in the league. Yeah, he's that good. He's going to ask for more money whether Terrell Owens likes him or not. Well, the the, the other question is, who is Julio Jones's agent that he hasn't already said? You know, because there's a couple ways to do this. You have a contract that is for X amount of years, and it's guaranteed how much you pay, and there's all the details are in there. If you get hurt, what you get compensated, if you lead the, there's incentives if you lead the league, if you lead the team, if blah, 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 blah. And these things are, you know, dossiers of, you know, 100 pages. So with that said, before a contract is up, if a guy is playing well, it behooves you management-wise if he's a good player and you want to, to go to him beforehand. Before the gun's at your head and other people start sniffing around trying to steal him from you and say, hey, we'd love to offer you an extension now. Mm-hmm. You would think Atlanta, based on his performance, and he's been quiet, he hasn't been in trouble or anything, you know, you'd think that they would say, hey, we need to protect this guy for four or five more years. Let's sign him now before he leads the league. And you know, so I'll he, throw it, to break with my kicker, uh, and then you can do your read there. Coming back, we will discuss that why Burger King needs to have, uh, has apologized <laughs> For an ad. <laughs> Burger King has to apologize for an offensive ad they ran during the World Cup. I think no apology is necessary. Great moments happen here. But one for long to run. Gronkowski and Hoffberg trying to run him down. Vito Rosso is fourth. A 16th to go. Justify is still there. Justify from Gronkowski. He's just perfect. And now he's just sports everyone else is just talking about espn radio syracuse this is the daniel baldwin show hey now let's get the story out what do you got burger king so Burger King has apologized for an insensitive advertisement that promised Russian women a lifetime supply of free meals and a cash prize if they were to become pregnant with a father, a child fathered by a World Cup soccer player. The Russian arm of the restaurant chain was forced to pull a promotion offering money and free food to women impregnated by World Cup athletes after the fast food community found the ad to be too insulting. Too insulting in Russia. Like wow. it uh it was they were claiming they wanted to continue the athletes uh, the the prowess of athletes to keep the soccer teams good for years to come. So they wanted the soccer players to knock up chicks was the whole gist of the tweet they said. Well, well now now back in the day and I think I've talked about this on the show before, I remember specifically And if we were to Google this, I'm not sure what we'd enter, but there was a Russian, in the 72 Olympics, there was a Russian female basketball player who was like seven feet tall, and she was in love and dating and engaged to a track guy who was like a shot putter who was only like six feet tall, but a giant guy, you know, huge shoulders, and they wanted to get married, and the Russian Athletic Association, whatever it was, forbid them to be married. Because he wasn't seven feet tall. I can't even pronounce her name. You got her? It is Uljana Semjunova. Look at her. She's huge. Right. Well, how tall is she? She was seven foot one inches. Told you. She's a seven foot woman, and she was in love with this track guy, and they were engaged, and they forbid the marriage because they said, in order to um, um, give us a better chance 
at having six foot ten or bigger children. She had to marry a uh, like a giantly tall guy, and so they said, "No, you can't marry the guy." Is that story in there? No, it's not in her Wikipedia, but I can find. Oh it. yeah, we can look. We can look her up now. Mm-hmm, yeah, and ask. Uh, um, enter her name and say uh, uh, something about them. Her not being able to marry, forbidden to marry, or something. Three one five four three seven seven six four four is the number to call if you would like to win a UPS. Happy hour party with Daniel Baldwin. We'll do the drawing for this month's on Monday. So this is your, uh, oh, tomorrow will be your last chance to register. 437-7644 is the number. It's at Shaughnessy's Free Food and Drink for you and your co-workers. And it's a lot of food and drink. Why don't we do a contest after this? After we're done? How many more of these are we doing? The, the uh, big EPS soirees? One more after this one. This one and one more. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, you know, the dog days of August or whatever it is going to be. Uh, we need to do a um, Become an Idiot 2 competition where we have like people come in once a week, like a day of the week, that we have people who call in, we interview them on the show, to come in and be on the mic with us. Oh, I'd love it. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, all of a sudden, it's okay to call. Yeah, being it. Well, I'm just I'm just going with with your you know interpret. <laughs> this is the producer of our show, the great Paulie the Mole, who you know I think what you're doing is you're bucking to have me to get Ed to fire you, so you, <laughs> so, you so you can go you can go to Alec. You just it's all about going to Alec now, isn't it? Before he announces his, his uh, uh, that he's running for president, you never lose a job before you have another one lined up. Well, that's you've already the, been offered. That's uh, you've already been offered. That's uh, you're a giant in the industry. Do you have the story, or you can't? I'm trying to read like parts of her book and stuff. We've it's, got. Uh, 10 seconds. So <laughs> All we'll... right, we'll hand it over to the Dan Levitard wow. Show. Bye, Enjoy some Burger King today. ESPN Radio. Show. Every strikeout. One-two pitch. Breaking ball, swing and a miss. There it is. A baker's dozen for Jacob DeGrom. Every run. Hit deep to left field. Home run number three is on the way. And there she goes. Every walk-off. Swing a high fly ball, deep right field. Jay Bruce hits it out. The home of Mets baseball. Conforto towards the alley on the run. Diving. What a catch. Michael Conforto stabs it out of the air. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200. AM and 1440 AM.